1: Visit roberthalf.com today.
2: This is Fantasy Football today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's a no idea. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off To the races! And he stays on his feet. That's just going to go the distance. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie and Heath. It is Sunday night. We are recapping week 11.
0: Kind of a bonanza week. A lot of injuries, though, too. It's been a tough week, especially if you factor in Thursday. Some big-time injuries. Ken Walker, one of the headliners on the injury report this week. They have a short week. Devon Achan, we'll talk about all of it. Uh, but, yeah, some really good weeks uh, for Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy, Calvin Ridley. I just gave you the three highest scores. Actually, Tyreek Hill outscoring Calvin Ridley in uh, in full PPR, I believe. I'm Adam with you David. You he- it. Yeah, right. Believe it or not. And uh, who's the number one running back this week? Guys, I haven't mentioned a running back yet.
2: Saquon? Saquon Barkley. Nailed it. I am all over this week.
0: Look at that. Heath wanted to play a game. Did you want to play a game?
2: Yeah. It was uh, I, I, I and a This game. happens twice a season. Um, and it'll happen again in two weeks. I, I coach a basketball tournament, and so I miss a couple of games. I'll be doing a lot of uh, film review over the next 24 hours catching up. I love condensed games. But uh, yeah, I thought the fun game would be, tell me, did this guy get hurt, or why was he so terrible?
0: <laughs> yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> and I think that the number one contender, I actually looked this one up because, man, I felt bad. Like, it was in between games when we were watching football, and I saw Devon Hn stat line. mm and I said, oh, no. Like, I have all season long been so, I feel like, responsible and sometimes overly cautious. i killed myself in the Camaro week. Like, the first week back from injury, I've been kind of the low guy on him. And Devon H and I just threw him into my top 12, and he got one touch. Did he get hurt? Why was he so bad?
0: He got hurt. He left with a knee injury. Same knee. He wanted to come back. They've got the Friday game at the Jets, the Black Friday game, the first ever uh, don't know if he'll be there, and Raheem Mostert, and then Savon Ahmed got hurt, and Jeff Wilson wasn't active. So it was just Raheem Mostert, and I think Mostert had only one catch. Which was really disappointing, but he had twenty two carries. I mean twenty two carries and most had a pretty crap game. But yes, HN got hurt. He's one of the guys who got hurt. Who else were you wondering? Did they uh, get hurt? Well,
2: I saw like I saw the opening score from Kyler Murray. I was so excited about Rondale Moore. And then I saw Rondale Moore also got hurt, but that's not the guy that I was wondering about. Marquise Brown, two catches for eighteen yards in the second a second straight terrible game with Kyler Murray. Did he get hurt?
3: Nope. no no. he just he just did not put it all together he had some opportunities for sure that kyler there was one deep throw that kyler had to marquise brown that was underthrown and picked off all
0: right so listen i uh i don't like to you know hide from the truth here i'm pretty open honest guy i was not aware of a Rondell moore injury
2: he got hurt i I was. He caught a 48-yard touchdown on the first play of the game, and then played behind Greg Dortch the rest of the day.
0: I don't know that he played behind him. I mean, Michael, you know, Michael Wilson was out, so I don't know if they were both playing. Uh, I was unaware of a Rondell Moore injury. So
2: Rondell Moore may have not. He may have just been
0: terrible. Yeah, (laughs) he played 42 of 58 snaps. So if he got
3: hurt, uh, maybe it was after the game because he played on fourth and eight with 35 seconds
0: left in the game. All right, let's get to uh, – this is a fun game, but let's get to a more uplifting game. The biggest winner, biggest loser. We'll talk about that too. But who's the biggest winner, Dave Richard, from Week 11?
3: I don't know if Raheem Mostert is the biggest winner, but if Devon A. Chan is hurt again and needs to miss time again, that schedule for the Dolphins, especially if Savan Ahmed, also hurt. It's the Jets. It's the Commanders. It's the Titans. And then the Jets again. That's a nice stretch for Raheem Mostert to – if he's going to get this kind of a workload – have a better game than what he had this week against Las Vegas. And so what a roller coaster ride it's been for the people who took Raheem Moster with the late pick. And now here we are, it's, it's Thanksgiving and a guy who all year we've been on him. He's 31. He gets hurt all the time. He's old. Dolphins like to use multiple running backs Blah. Mm-hmm. and he's just shoving it in our faces, man. And he's just, yeah. he's going to end up being a guy who you can use the, the league winner term for if this comes true, if there's no A-chan, if there's no Ahmed, if the Dolphins have to lean on him as the main guy moving forward.
2: See, I, I still think he's a regular season winner. I still am very uncertain about Raheem Mostert against the Jets, Cowboys, and Ravens. Um, I think that could be kind of a disaster. But I do think he's a regular season winner. I'm going to go with, is can the biggest winner also be the smallest winner? Sure. Tank Dell. Like, oh, don't Bill. anybody ever tell me this guy's too small. Again, can we just treat him like an elite wide receiver? I, I had tweeted out, and he's only halfway there coming into this week, but there have been four third-round rookies in the past who have averaged at least 55 receiving yards per game. Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Cooper Cup, and T.Y. Hilton. Tank Dell was at 63.8 coming into this game, just stacks another one of these monster performances. And it's getting hard to ignore. I ran a poll two weeks ago about Tank Dell versus Puka Nakua in Dynasty and got a little bit of pushback because everybody was saying it's easily Puka. Tanks moved himself right into that category. And he could, you could make a reasonable case for him as the number one rookie wide receiver in Dynasty.
3: Yes. I think that's absolutely possible. Double-digit targets in three straight games, and remember, he had a couple of dud games to begin the year, which you'd expect from a rookie wide receiver. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Where would you? Everybody's starting him already, Heath. He he was started ninety-one percent of leagues. Where are you drafting him next year? This is our very first twenty twenty-four draft conversation. Redraft. Well, I I think I it's mean back the, pit, the Texans are going
2: to Texans do the Texans use a pick in the first two rounds on a wide receiver? Like that will definitely impact it. First
3: round pick this, this coming year. I think they traded. They it don't all. have theirs, but they have somebody oh, else. They have Cleveland's. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. And <sighs> that one might.
2: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think he's probably a round four or five wide receiver. If I'm guessing right now for next oh, year, boy, I,
3: I would love that. I bet he goes before then. If if, I mean, if this, he keeps this if, up, if he stays this way, I think he goes before then.
2: If he stays this way, he's going to be a, a in drafted in the first 2 rounds. Like if he does what he's done even for the season and finishes the year with 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns, yeah, he's going to be taken in round 2.
0: All right, uh let's get to the biggest loser. Biggest loser. Heath, you want to go first
2: here? I think Dave should lead the way for the majority of the evening. <laughs> all right. You're fine. You're
0: better in better shape than you think, even though you did just injure Rondell Moore for no reason. But uh, Dave. Well, I just <laughs>
2: couldn't imagine how a guy scores a 48-yard touchdown on the first play of the game or the second play of the game and then doesn't catch another no, pass. I
0: looked into that too because I think Rondell Moore is, uh, you know, a great waiver wire ad, but Greg Dorch had all the targets. And I wonder. I was wondering, was it because, you know, I think we saw this last year because uh, Rondell Moore, there was a game where he moved to the outside, didn't play in the slot. Maybe it was two years ago. Ago, I just remember. And then he got, because of an injury, he got back to his slot role, and that's when he was better. But I don't really think that happened. I think both he and Dorse were playing in the slot in this game. Uh, but it was concerning, because this is a terrible waiver wire week. And if you're looking for somebody on the waiver wire, I really think Rondale Moore is still that guy. But we have to look mm. into a little bit more. Why. I'd rather
2: have tomorrow, Douglas. Mario Douglas.
0: Yeah. Dorch had one catch. I don't know if I would, actually. Dorch had one catch coming into the season today. One catch. So why did he have such a big game today? Led the team in receiving uh, Dave, Who's the biggest loser?
3: Let's let's follow up on the, the whole rookie wide receiver thing where we've seen flashes from JSN. We've definitely gotten some great moments from Jordan Addison. We've definitely gotten less moments from Zay flowers, but he's been good. And then you've got Quentin Johnson who we, I I, I know that we were kind of like, when, when Mike Williams went down, he's the long-term answer. He's the one that you want to get if you, if you need somebody that you can wait on. Well, I've waited long enough, and I've seen enough from Quentin Johnson that I just can't get behind him anymore. 30 seconds left in the game against Green Bay, and he gets an easy walk-in. I think it would have been a walk-in touchdown. You guys tell me, but he drops it. Yeah. Deep ball from Justin Herbert. He would have placed it in his hands if he were next to him. It was a great throw. And uh, Quentin Johnson botched it. He's been botching it all year long. I don't know why I have him on my rosters anymore.
2: I'm going to add, that's one of the things I'm adding to my spreadsheet for evaluating the rookie-wide receivers going into next year. Can they run away from the quarterback and catch the ball? Because he's pretty good if he's like facing the quarterback or coming back towards the quarterback and then goes and does stuff with it. I, I, I can't run down the field and catch the ball at the same time. I don't know if he would
0: have scored. I I feel like his momentum was sort of carrying him out of bounds, but at the very least, he would have got them into field goal range at the
2: end of that game.
3: End of the game. For sure. Um, Sucked.
2: Heath, biggest loser for you? Well, it was going to be Marquise Brown, honestly, um, because I did have super high hopes for what he could be with Kyler. Murray. Remember he went to Arizona because he's buddies with Kyler Murray. This was supposed to be the dynamic duo and, That's what it was last year without DeAndre Hopkins, and now it's two games with just... It's not like he's trying to throw it to him a bunch, and it's bad production. It's low targets and low efficiency.
0: Obviously, we're not going to drop him, but might be... I'm
2: not going to drop him, but I'm not going to start him.
0: Okay. All right, well, you can check out Sportsline. We've had some great content on there. Schneier texted me, and he told me to highlight a call that Heath made on Sportsline last week... Let's see. Where did he? I think it was
2: Dak Prescott.
0: Maybe. Whatever it was, somewhere in here.
2: It was really good. Yeah. Well, it was great. (laughs) You know what you should do? You should subscribe to to Sportsline Uh and um, use this promo code. And then next time when I make a really good call, you'll see it before anybody else.
0: There you go. There you go. So, and you can see all of Heath's projections, and we have so much content on Sportsline. It's gonna make your head spin, and you can get an annual. Subscription, 60% off with the promo code FOLLOW on Sportsline.
2: Dave, what are the chances that Adam knew that he couldn't get into like a three-way battle with the Heath or the Richard promo code? So he says, hey, why don't you guys give me a promo code that's not my name, and then I'll promote that one like it's the one we're supposed to promote. The nice thing about his (laughs) promo code that's different
3: than ours is that it's for the whole year. So let's just say that you might have used your promo code or my promo code first, then you cancel that one. You get a different email. I I shouldn't say this, you know, we're trying to sell these things, but you're going to buy an annual pass and you get 60% off for using Adam's code. Listen, if you're ready to make that kind of a commitment to sports line, if you're a sports better or if you just really love fantasy and you love the next level analytics, or if you play DFS, then this is the promo code, not mine, not he's this one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, the promo code is FOLLOW, 60% off an annual subscription. And Dan said, Heath's projections did an excellent job pinpointing Dak Prescott's breakout week. So I was supposed to reference that during the week, and I didn't, and now I'm referencing it. All right. But doesn't right. Like,
2: I'm just curious, if Dan sends you something next week telling you something that Dave did an excellent job of, if we get to the end of the week before you reference it, or if you just do it the day that Dan tells you?
0: Uh... No, I,
2: I know if I it was an article Chris wrote, we would have talked about it That's three for times. For sure, later.
0: for sure. I'll make sure. I'll say, hey, give me something that Chris <laughs> wrote. All right, news and notes Matthew Stafford left but came back. Geno Smith left in the second half. He came back on the final drive, but he has an elbow injury and he plays Thursday against the 49ers. And I don't, it doesn't sound great. Pete Carroll said he's not sure if he'll be available with the short turnaround. Maybe I shouldn't say that it doesn't sound great, but Geno <laughs> Smith definitely questionable right. for week 12. And it's the 49ers anyway, so you're not going to have a lot of confidence in him. But let me tell you, I don't think you're going to have any confidence in anyone if Drew Locke is the quarterback based on what we saw today. Um, Tim Boyle did replace Zach Wilson. I don't know if that was a score thing or if Robert Sala right now is telling the media that Zach Wilson's still his guy and we can stop asking him about it. Uh, the big, big one, I think, Ken Walker left uh, with an oblique injury. And they've got, again, the short week, so wouldn't expect him on Thursday against San Francisco. And Zach Charbonnet... Got pretty much every touch. Wasn't great, but he's involved in the passing game, too. So he's he'll be interesting. I mean, against the 49ers, you know, if he had a normal matchup, he'd be a must start. Tyree and Devon Achan left in the first half. It was a hand injury for Hill. He came back. It's a knee injury, like I said, for Achan. Reaggravation, and they play Friday, and we'll see what happens there. Aaron Jones, maybe this is the big one. He left in the second quarter. And then Emmanuel Wilson, another running back, he left soon after. But Jones... I guess it's not a torn ACL. Um, he's going to have more tests on Monday. They Matt
3: said- LaFleur said it wasn't something that he thought was long-term.
0: Right, but it seems pretty
3: bad. It looked really bad. Yeah. So I, I, who knows what the MRIs will show, but I'm just telling you what LaFleur said after the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chuba Hubbard left, and then he came back, but they ended up splitting pretty evenly, Chubbard and Sanders.
3: Deion- and I've got the sala news, too.
0: Oh okay. Uh, De- Deontay, let me give it this real quick. Deontay yeah, sure, sure. Foreman got hurt in the third quarter, so we'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. That could be a boost for. He Cole left Harvard. the game twice. All right, what do you got? And he came in beat up.
3: He came in beat up and then ended up leaving the game twice. Salah is not committing to a quarterback for Friday's game against the Dolphins. He has not
2: decided. Yet. I think they should maybe try playing with that one.
0: It was so <laughs> bad today that I, I sit there, I watch the Jets, and I honestly feel bad for everyone on defense. I just feel bad for them.
2: Yeah. yeah. Create, create a new uh, Wildcat where you actually have three running backs in the backfield and just just run the triple option.
0: Okay. Uh, that will be Miami. What else do we got in the... Okay, we got more. We got more. Najee Harris is frustrated. He is fed you up with... You who know the... who's
2: really frustrated? Who? People who drafted Najee Harris. Mm, yeah. He's very fed up with I don't know, I don't
3: the know. Najee's cursing after the game.
0: We know Trevor Lawrence had a big game. Jacksonville, apparently. I was reading on ESPN. They ran more rollouts today. Uh, under center more rather than just in short yardage trying to make Trevor Lawrence a little bit more comfortable. He responded with his best game by far. I dropped him in one of my leagues on Thursday. Uh, Thank you. Cooper cup hobbled off in the second quarter and did not return. That's another big one. I'm sorry. I buried that one. Cooper cup left with an ankle injury. Curtis Samuel was ejected and we have a bunch of defensive injuries and offensive line. I will not bore you with those bills. Secondary got even more beat up today. They lost two players. Um, big big deal for the for the Niners. Safety Talanoa Hufanga left in the second half. His replacement was like immediately torched on a big play. Tristan Wurfs, Tampa Bay offensive tackle, he left with an injury. Chicago lost a lineman. Yeah, there's more, but uh, Tampa Bay got really beat up today. Arizona lost two starters: Kaiser White and Antonio Hamilton. Early waiver wire guys, who are some of the players you'd be looking at on the waiver wire?
2: Minshew and Carr are the quarterback streamers. Oh. Demario DeMario Douglas was a leftover. Uh, Jaden Reed for sure. For sure. Who else, Dave? How about A.J. Dillon and Roshan Johnson? Is A.J. Dillon under 65% roster?
0: No, I don't know. 77 ish. Oh.
3: Seventy-seven. Charbonnet yeah. and Charbonnet
0: and Dylan are, are the shallow league guys.
3: Do we do we dare say Tommy DeVito?
0: No, we do not.
2: Man, what a great performance by him. Just trying to make sure they can't draft his backup. <laughs>
0: the, the just, just trying to win enough games the where they worst. can't draft his backup. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think honestly, anything that a quarterback or a wide receiver does against the Washington Commanders should not even be take any good game should not we should not care it is like a preseason
2: game it i thought you were gonna say people shouldn't get fantasy points for it
0: no you should get fantasy points for it but they are (laughs) the worst all right we'll take a break when we come back we got some buy or sell on the struggling stefan diggs the struggling travis Etienne, the surging jalen warren and more we'll be right back on fantasy football today
2: should you ever set foot outside of the motel you will be shot
0: Buy or sell, we've got a Stefan Diggs problem.
2: So, well, what would the problem be? He's not scoring enough fantasy points. Led the
3: team in targets. That's nice. We'll typically lead the Bills in targets. I'm still going to start him. He had a 25% target share today.
2: He, like, he did have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games in a row with at least 16 fantasy points before the last two. So, yeah. I think we can give him two bad games when one of them is against the Jets.
3: Yes, exactly. So 25% target share against the Jets, one of the toughest teams for wide receivers. Yeah, Let's see how he does against Philly
0: next week. There's something, though, under the hood here, and that's his route depth and his A dot, and generally speaking, the Josh Allen air yards. And they're all way, at least for Diggs, the route depth, the A dot going into this game. I think now we are talking about the four lowest A dots of his season or at least maybe four of the lowest five. Um, And if you look at his splits last year, he was so much better before the Josh Allen injury, the elbow injury. And if you look at his splits this year, it is coinciding with the Josh Allen elbow injury. It's obviously been murder for Gabe Davis, and it's benefited Dalton Kincaid and Khalil Shakir. And it hasn't killed Stefan Diggs, but it has hurt his... He is not making the plays downfield that he was earlier this season. He is not getting the explosive plays that he was. I think that is uh, that would be the concern.
2: So there you go. <laughs> I appreciate you. That was a good breakdown.
0: Look, I understand you're going to keep starting him. I did want to bring it up that it looks like there is something different in the profile here. So, all right. Um, buy or sell, we have got a Travis Etienne problem.
3: Oh, you can't wait to talk about this. Why? Right?
0: Why? Because you
3: were you were like, I think ETN's going to struggle the second half. And I did
0: say sell is. high. I did not expect this. But we've had yeah, two terrible a- game scripts in a row for him. But he's also regressing big time.
2: Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It kind of seems to me like he played. And the Titans haven't been a great run defense. But, the, again, it was the 49ers are are incredible. And then he played against the Titans and had an inefficient day. But it just depends. I think did Trevor Lawrence solve all of his red zone issues today? And all of he's now going to throw for and run for two touchdowns a, a week? Probably not. No. One of those touchdowns probably goes to Travis Etienne next week.
0: But yep. it's, but it's look at the schedule. I mean, this is what I was talking about with him. Is like I knew his second half schedule was so much worse. So Houston, Cincinnati, that's fine. Then Cleveland, Baltimore, Tampa Bay. That's weeks 14, 15, 16. So that's not good. And I just, like, he was just too reliant on 20 yard touchdown runs. And, um, all right, look, I, I think he was an obvious sell high. I got a lot of heat for it. So unfortunately, I have him in a lot of leagues I didn't sell high on him once. But do, do you think, like, a lot of times, I think you just have to acknowledge a lot of times these stud running backs, they go through these funks. They usually come out of them. Right, it's a great day for Pollard. Finally,
2: I, I think he's gonna come out of it next week. Yeah,
0: I hope so. Right, At Houston. I can't I wait so for that be game. That's an
2: high scoring game where everybody yeah comes. The other thing is, like, how many running backs? Even if this slump lasts a couple of weeks, or even with a bad matchup, like, how many running backs do you want over Travis Etienne? We're going to move Tony Pollard up over him because he was finally good against no. the worst run defense in the NFL? No.
0: No, no. I, I just thought like a, a few weeks ago before his buy, his his value was at its absolute peak. I don't, I don't think he's going to play like a first round or rest of season. But, you know, maybe well, I'm wrong. I hope he does. I'm, I mean, there's this. They
3: they had him playing pretty much over 80% of the snaps every single game before the buy. And then last week, I, I think GameScript had more to do with it. He only played 61%. Yeah, Today... Again, game script might have played a role. ETN played 65% of the snaps. Now, he had 7 of 12 on third downs. He had both snaps inside the five. He had a lot of valuable opportunities. He just didn't have one of those long runs, and he didn't score a touchdown. All right. I'm not, I'm not terribly worried, but it, it is interesting how, since the bye, it has not been great for ETN.
2: Uh, Adam, I have a question for you that doesn't have to do with Travis ETN. But Thomas made a pretty good joke in the chat about paying Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito, $160 million. And I was just wondering if Josh Dobbs turns into a pumpkin tonight, are you going to enjoy it? No.
0: Why would I okay. enjoy it? You know why I would enjoy it? I don't Because
2: have- Thomas is all the way in on Josh Dobbs. He has to be. So- and he likes to tease you about Daniel Jones. He does not like to tease me. You have corrupted. I didn't no, have Thomas anything to Schaefer. do with this comment. They're going to pay DeVito $160 million.
0: You don't think you had anything to do with it? All of your pregame talks <laughs> with Thomas Schaefer had everything to do with him trolling me. All right. Buy or sell. Jalen Warren is going to be a fantasy factor down the stretch.
3: I, uh, this is where I should be yelling.
0: Buy, of course.
3: He's awesome. But I think the Steelers are committed to using Najee Harris at least half the time and giving him more carries. Yep. Listen, I'm seeing now what I saw in the preseason. Warren is the better running back. He had a 74 yard touchdown. It was well blocked early on, and then he used the speed to break away. Najee couldn't have a run like that. I can't, I don't even know if Najee's had a 74 yard run. Adam, do you know?
0: No chance. I think his career line is like 44 I yards. I mean,
3: he probably did at Alabama. Oh, maybe. I I don't see the Steelers changing what they've been doing with the run game. I I think they're worried about Warren not holding up if they give him 15, 18 touches a game. And it stinks because I think Warren's the better talent. But they're just going to use both these guys. They have much bigger problems in their run game.
2: I would sell. I think he's going to be a fantasy flex rest of season. All right.
3: right. He's not going to be a guy that's going to be
2: a must-start RB2.
0: I think at the very least he is showing he has to get the ball in his hands. He has to, you know, hopefully give you like a ten, ten point expectation, and then if he scores, maybe you get a good game out of him.
3: Just there have to be games from earlier this year where he outperformed Najee Harris on less work, and then the very next week it was Najee Harris taking over. Oh no! Or back to his role, not taking over, but
0: you know what I'm saying. Sorry, Schaefer. Josh Dobbs is in the medical tent. Come on out, Josh Dobbs. That All right.
2: stinks. Be okay.
0: Buy or sell. Justin Fields and Kyler Murray are must-start quarterbacks rest of season.
2: I'm going to say mostly bye, with the exception, I don't know if this exception makes them not must-starts. I think they have one sit each left on their schedule, probably. And I'm not even sure I'll sit Kyler against San Francisco at home because they'll be coming off a bye, and maybe he'll still be okay in that game. But I I could see sitting Kyler against them. I could see sitting Justin Fields at Cleveland. But other than that, they're must-start quarterbacks rest of season.
3: They also have byes each. They each have their... You should, you should sit them when they're on by as well. Right. So that's going to be two weeks that you might
2: not feel yeah. comfortable. Not even some. kind of. let yeah. start. I take it back.
0: Yeah, well, they, they're going to be interesting. It's just, they're going to be a lot of teams that have good quarterback depth. They're going to have to make some real tough QB decisions with Stroud and Kyler and now Fields and maybe Dobbs. Hopefully he's fine. Um, all right. Jamie's here. Hey, Jamie. Hey. Start of the week. I benched... Uh, thank you so much for your stupid recommendation. I benched Trevor Lawrence... For your start of the week, Brock Purdy, the only guy who outscored Brock Purdy, <laughs> I bet you. Good job. Good
1: call. Okay. Sorry, dude.
0: <laughs> good, good call, Jamie. Well done. Um, all right, we'll go our winners and losers here. Dave says Zach Charbonnet. I don't know that we need to expand on that. How, well,
3: how many? Well, there's there's one thing that you need to add with Charbonnet. All right, and that is that the let's say Walker's out. One of the reasons, one of the things that we talked about last week was Walker's schedule the rest of the season. Well, now it's going to fall onto Charbonnet, but I think Charbonnet might have like a, a real big grip on the amount of work in that backfield, and he might be able to handle like wear and tear a little bit better than than Kenneth Walker. Obviously, with Walker with the oblique, that was a little scary.
0: Yeah. Well, Just he has six catches today. Grab- That's the difference. Charbonnet didn't lose the third down roll. Walker never had it. So, Walker gets two catches a game. Charbonnet has 10 catches in his last two games.
3: Yeah, but it's not like it's a huge role. This isn't a team that loves to throw to their it's running He's got back 10 score.
0: catches in his last two games. It's so different than Ken Walker. Like, Walker might be a better player, but Walker didn't give you any catches. Charbonnet's getting everything.
3: That's not true. Walker caught the ball. A two catches
0: bit. a game. You know. All right, anyway, uh it's
3: gonna be a hard schedule for Charbonnet, just as much as it would have been a hard schedule for Walker. But if they're not splitting, then it's obviously gonna benefit Charbonnet.
0: Now you have Mostert as a winner, and I just I just have to express some disappointment here with Mostert. He's obviously a winner if everybody's injured, but Jeff Wilson is someone that we could certainly be talking about adding on the waiver wire. He'll be back in the mix, you'd have to think.
3: And it depends on how hurt the other guys
0: uh, are. Of course, yeah. But they have a short week. And um, I just want to say I just want better production from Mostert and again they stop throwing him the ball. He has I don't even know how many targets in his last 4 or 5 games, but it's very <laughs> underwhelming. So like I don't know, how enthusiastic would you be about him if if A Chan were were out for let's say 3 weeks? About Any, Mostert? Anyone can answer. Yes, Mostert.
1: If A Chan's out for 3 weeks, I mean Mostert's top 10 caliber player.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's just he's been a struggle for him. I like think I'm the only one seeing this.
1: Well, there, there, there's a struggle, and then there's what he's done, plus the fact that you just see if you're watching on, on YouTube and if you see what the box score is. I mean, 23 total touches. Anytime you're getting 23 total touches in an offense that's consistently been above 400 yards, like that's hard to overlook.
0: I don't, but again, they had no other running back in this game. They'll activate Jeff Wilson if they have to. Like, this was his third. Well, you game said of- they
1: had no other running back in the game. I mean, Savon Ahmed played, he got hurt. But he still played. I mean, you know, again, it's it's not yeah. like they, those guys didn't play. He I know. they got hurt in the course of the game. Yeah, I know.
0: But <laughs> that's like by the end of the game, they they were out of options. It was just Mostert. So this is his third game with more than third, you know, what the hell am I doing here? Like I'm of course, I'm going to start mostert. I'm going to start most. Yes, I'm just okay. Green Bay passing game day. If you have them as winners, uh, with Jordan Love going for 24.9 fantasy points, even Christian Watson got in on the action, catching a touchdown. But what's your big takeaway here as they get pretty good matchup at Detroit on Thursday?
3: Yeah, I've, Watson really isn't that big of a part of it. I'm. I, I like that Dobbs has become an end zone guy for Jordan Love. I love how Jaden Reed has been playing. The last couple of weeks. I love that Reed scored on a long touchdown run. What was that? That was that was awesome. Um, there was a Packers beat reporter that sent out a tweet listing his favorite Packers receivers or the order that he thought that they were on the depth chart. And he put Reed at the top, he put Dobbs second, and then he made a mockery of Christian Watson. He put him behind like six retired Packers and he put him last. And that was before Watson scored. <laughs> Not only do I think that Reed and Dobbs are Roster worthy and Reed potentially start worthy. Dobbs too is a bye week guy, but Jordan Love's been playing well the last couple of weeks. He's still we, we I talk about this every week and every time I talk about Jordan Love, I mention that he's late on a couple throws and that happened again today. But I, I love the yardage, I love the multiple touchdowns. I think this is what he has in him in most matchups, and so I'm I'm kind of happy with Jordan Love as as someone who's my number two QB. Do I want to trade him necessarily away to a team that just lost Joe Burrow? I might ask for a little bit more now for him than I would have before this day started. And if he's somehow on your waiver wire, then whether you need a QB or not, you should add him because people will need QBs and you might be able to flip them for something pretty good.
0: Let's look at Heath's winners. They are Calvin Ridley, who had seven catches, 103 yards, and two touchdowns on nine targets. Tank Dell, who we already discussed, he had eight catches for 149 yards and one touchdown on 10 targets. And Devin Singletary, Back-to-back games with 22 or more carries, 112 or more yards, and a touchdown. Only three catches in his last two games. Singletary was started in 67% of leagues, but he has two huge games in a row, and they were amazing matchups. Uh, well, I shouldn't say Cincinnati, and, and then this week was the amazing one with Arizona. Jacksonville next week for Singletary. So you got two guys going head-to-head next week, Calvin Ridley and Devin Singletary. Who are you going to be more confident in of your winners? Is Tank Dello sitting in that game? Well, we, oh, sorry, we already talked about him, so I know Dell is going to be at the top.
2: But you've got nothing but Jags and all, all of my winners here. playing against each other in the same game next week, and I think they're all going to be awesome. Listen, I think this was more probably have a needle mover for Singletary for me just because he did what he did last week and the thought was, well, he probably gets the best chance even when Damian Pierce comes back to lead this committee. And then he does it for a second week and it just feels not only more certain, but also more like it might not be that big of a committee the way he's running the ball. They they talked early in the year about how confident they were. They were going to be a good running team and then they came out of the bye and thought they could run and they just couldn't at all. But they're starting to figure it out the last couple of weeks, and they're figuring it out with Singletary. I think he's a borderline top twenty-five guy rest of the season. And, and Ridley, I, I mean, it's obvious he just needs Zay Jones to be active, and everything's fine. <laughs> That's what it is. He's the, Zay Jones is active. Calvin Ridley gets all the targets. He uh, figured out how to get both feet inbounds in the end zone on a on a difficult touchdown catch. So I,
1: yeah, I, I just I want to go back and watch it, but I, I I figure it's the 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 threat of a deep option. Changes some of the way that they use Calvin Ridley.
0: I don't know. Well, I mean, isn't Ridley, 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 Ridley the deep is, option? Has been no, the, is. Ridley has been put into that role. And I don't I mean like I said earlier, they they um they rolled out Lawrence more. They put him under center more, so they made those changes.
3: He had better protection and he had more time to throw against a weaker pass rush.
0: But he also had two rushing touchdowns. How, how much are you guys buying it for Lawrence and Ridley?
1: Um, he, they, 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 they needed this. They absolutely needed this, you know, especially after a brutal loss last week to San Francisco. So, you know, this was kind of what's been missing is taking advantage of a great matchup. That's something that they have not done for a good portion of the season. And so next week is not a great matchup. It's it's somewhat favorable, but it's not great. And so I, I think if you've been sticking with Lawrence... You're probably not in great (laughs) shakes as a fantasy team, but you stick with him clearly. And if, like, I dropped him in a 10-team league because I had Kyler activated and I thought Kyler had more upside moving forward. So that was a decision I made. I'll go back to picking up Lawrence just to see if I can manage to get him back on my roster. But I think this was very encouraging. So buying it, not fully to say he's a must start guy. Like, I've already done my quarterback rankings. I think he's, like, 15. You know, so he's not he's not somebody that I'm running back to starting lineup with everybody off a of buy.
0: All right. And yeah, right. And not- really,
1: yes, I think you, you, you put him back certainly as a starter in three receiver leagues and maybe a borderline starter in top in, in two receiver leagues.
0: Okay. You know, nobody on bye next week. So it's going to be tough to crack the top 12 for a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, let's go to the losers. We'll do these a little bit quicker so we can get to the games. Heath losers are Marquise Brown, who we discussed Deontay Johnson and Josh Jacobs. All right. Your thoughts on Deontay and Jacobs.
2: Yeah, I just think, like I said, that Jalen Warren was going to be a, a fantasy flex rest of season. That's That seems to be as good as it gets in this Steelers offense. I'm not sure anybody's better than a flex. Every time we start to get confident in somebody, they have a two- or three-week stretch where they're just absolutely abysmal. I was hoping that Deontay Johnson, by just virtue of earning enough targets, could kind of survive the Kenny Pickett experience. But it doesn't even look like that's true. It's 12 targets over the last two weeks and I think three catches.
0: I have a fun game to play. Let's play a game. Um, okay, so the so we're gonna play prices right. Closest without going over wins. Heath, you oh. get to go. You get to go last since these are your losers. Dave you can go first. Okay. Uh, how many yards has Kenny Pickett thrown for in the last three games combined? Closest without going over, Dave. Uh, three hundred
3: and sixty-five.
0: All right, Jamie.
2: One. <laughs> i'm gonna go with 366
0: he is correct he has thrown for 392 yards in his last three games that
2: is so bad dave, dave really dave really got screwed in that game yeah. do you
1: know that tommy devito has more multiple touchdown games in his career than kenny pickett
0: no oh that's terrible Oh man, that's terrible. And then Josh Jacobs, you know, look, we figured they weren't going to be able to just pound the rock and win the game and run 26 times, but I thought hopefully with O'Connell throwing about 40 times, teeth that there'd be some targets. He had one target in this game. So, you know, we've seen three games in the uh in the uh, O'Connell era, I guess.
2: Yeah. No, the Antonio Pierce era. The
0: Pierce era, which was also right. the O'Connell era. That's the era. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that's the key because I was kind of leaving the door open for Jacobs being more involved in the passing game despite the last two games because the other start that O'Connell made, he dumped it off to Josh Jacobs a lot. But I think that we can probably throw that out the window. I think he is a not a two-down back, but a guy who's not going to catch a lot of passes on a team that's not going to score a lot of touchdowns. And that that's not a good combination in fantasy football.
0: So are you feeling better about Tony Pollard or Josh Jacobs right now? Pollard. All right. One one vicious touchdown run against that bad defense. We're back.
2: I didn't on. say I was feeling good okay, about Tony Pollard. Okay. okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Um,
3: I'm still taking Jacobs rest of season.
0: Jacobs has a bye. So keep that in mind. But if you want to just say per game. Uh, okay. Per game. Jamie, break the tie per game. Pollard or Jacobs? Pollard. Dave's losers. Dave only gave me two losers today. So, I did not. I thought you did. Amari Cooper and Jacoby Myers. That's all I got. Oh. There's
3: a third one. Okay, who? Well, now I got to go to my text. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, well, this is fun. Quentin Johnston. Quentin
2: Johnston. He was actually the biggest loser that we already talked about. Yeah. Why so I- let's not talk about him again.
3: Oh, you, you did not put that. You did not put that in the text. I'm looking at it right here on my
2: phone. <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> I am looking at it on your on his phone too. He, he absolutely did. What? Yeah. Adam wears women's underwear. What? <laughs>
0: No, that's not what – it's on my yeah, phone. I'm I, looking I, like, at it right now. I'm going I'm to hit the
2: exclamation point on it so it shows up on your feed. I
0: do not have uh, – you edited that. That is I really did. weird. That is really weird. All right. Anyway, Amari Cooper and Jacoby Myers. Should we drop Jacoby Myers and just sit Amari Cooper rest of season?
3: You could. Um, I, I, I don't want to drop Amari Cooper, though, because I want to see – the Browns either bring in another quarterback or make progress. They did. They, they did. just signed one tonight. Who they sign? Joe Flacco. Oh, they did sign Flacco. Okay, I didn't know that. So, obviously, I'm going to hang on to Amari Cooper just because Flacco, <laughs> Flacco, <had> Flacco. The- <laughs> No, but at this point in his career, Joe Flacco is going to, like, he's not going to care about the play. He's just going to throw it everywhere, and maybe we can get one or two pretty good games out of Amari Cooper. Well, wait, 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 time out. Not, time it, out. Let's it's not- clearly not the same Amari Cooper that we drafted, or even expected with Deshaun Watson. No, but let's also not, Myers,
0: not make it make it sound like Jacobi, like they just signed Joe Flacco to be their starter. That is a that is a ways off from happening, and it's Joe Flacco. I'm sure they want DTR to stay their
2: it'll starter be at least a week.
3: It's going to be at least a week, and that might be it. I think it's it good. also could be to keep Joe Flacco from going to the Bengals too. Yeah, a little bit of that could be, but more more so a veteran presence in their in their quarterback room, and and an option to turn to. Because they can't go back to PJ Walker and Thompson Robinson. I mean, he had some good moments. He had some good throws late, but I'm not I'm not believing that he's the answer
2: there.
1: He also, played, he this also game. played the Steelers. Let's keep that in mind. This was a great defense that he was going up against. Right, it's yeah. a much easier opponent next week against Denver.
2: Myers what? entered
3: this week with a 13% target share with Aiden O'Connell. He had a 12% target share against the Dolphins.
0: I don't know, Jamie. Like honestly, uh uh, Denver looks. I, I know we're in the first quarter here, but they've really turned their pass defense around.
1: It's much better than it was, but it's not the Steelers. I don't care about what the Steelers' numbers say. The the pass rush for the Steelers is much different than the Broncos' pass rush, and so I like what they did early with DTR, where they got him out on the move and made him get some easy throws. And eight targets against the Steelers is going to look a little bit different than eight targets against the Broncos. So I'm not mm. I'm not advocating for Amari Cooper by any stretch, but I do think he will look better. So don't cut him because somebody will pick him up. And, again, there is a chance that Joe Flacco does come in and look much better as a passer. Um, But, yeah, you could probably drop Jacoby Myers. I mean, at this point, it feels as if there's a better situation for Hunter Renfro than there does for Jacoby Myers right now.
0: That's pretty much all Devontae Adams. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it's just so okay. Jacoby Myers, it's very unfortunate. He was Garoppolo's guy, basically, and it's just not happening. Okay. Uh, let's get to the games in just a minute. There were some almost touchdowns. David Njoku dropped a touchdown. He, David Njoku had, what, 15 targets? Something like that. It was crazy. Uh, he had a not, lot
3: out. He was 15. Not an easy catch. Oh, he was 15. Yeah. I didn't even know.
0: Not an easy catch for Njoku in the end zone. Went off his hands. Keenan Allen dropped a touchdown, later caught one. Uh, drop too? I don't think so, but maybe. Uh, Cooper Cup was wide open for a deep touchdown, but Matthew Stafford could not connect with him. And Daryl Henderson had a touchdown catch called back, and then he scored a rushing touchdown. So, again, Matthew Stafford just will not get you that second touchdown. All right, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into the game starting with the game of the week. Sort of. Houston 21, Arizona 16 when we come back. It was awesome. Jamie said before we went to break that it was awesome. Was this Houston Arizona game awesome?
3: Yeah. It was an entertaining game. It wasn't a bonanza for fantasy.
0: It's like if if some of the, if if we could take two of the turnovers and turn them into touchdowns, get 14 more points, then I think it would have been awesome. But it was but a good game, exciting game.
1: We had two. DJ Stroud had three interceptions inside the
2: 30.
0: Exactly. Yeah, left a lot of points off the board.
2: We had two top 12 quarterbacks. Right? Oh, really? Single tier top 12, and he had 19 fantasy points. I assume that's going to be pretty close to top 12 this week. No, I don't think so, but he, I think he had more than that, though. Didn't he? No,
0: nah, he did not crack 20 because he had all the turnovers. Let's see, he is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, he's
2: 13. Uh, oh, yeah, right around there.
0: Yeah, but we haven't had Mahomes and Hurts, so
2: you know, I'm not sure. I hope, I hope those guys get there <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. Let's do believe it or not, Heath. What do we got for the Texans Cardinals?
2: Tank Dell will be the best rookie wide receiver rest of season.
3: Agree. Believe. Yes. Bye. True. How bad is Cooper Cup's injury?
2: That's, that's a good question. I do not know.
3: Not good enough to beat Tank Dell rest You want to hear season.
0: what McVay said? I just had his quote. Sure. I can tell you that. Uh, he was going to try to come back and play. He was moving around at the beginning of the second half, and we were hoping that he'd be able to go, but it just didn't feel feel it just didn't quite feel good enough. That was Sean McVay on Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah, I think you go with uh, with Tank Dell. I actually asked uh, Pete Prisco this while we were watching games r- to redraft the wide receivers. How it would go, and he said, and I know he was very high on him. He said that he had Dell as his second receiver coming into the class behind Addison. So. Um, he said that's how he would he would draft it now. But man, it's it this class is unbelievable. When you yeah. start to see what Josh Downs has been doing and Demario Douglas has been doing, and then you factor in, we still haven't seen the best of certainly JSN, but hopefully Quentin Johnston. Um Zay Flowers, I think, still has more to offer. You know, so there, there's a lot of talent in this class. And what Tank is doing right now is just fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean obviously Jalen Hyatt would be right at the top of that list as well. So um anyway. he, he might be one for down the line. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, uh anything else from oh James Connor. All right, it's so another game for Connor, a little underwhelming. 14 carries, 62 yards, two catches for one yard. Uh, so where are we at with James Connor? Is losing his must start status.
1: Potentially next week with all the teams on a bye. Uh, when, when no teams on a
3: excuse me. I hesitated to put him on the loser list. I didn't do it. He still played almost 70% of the snaps. He ran hard. He looked good. He's just not scoring. And he's not he doesn't have that role in the passing game anymore.
2: Yeah. And Michael Carter. I think he's right there in that Pollard, Josh Jacobs group. Oh, he's behind those guys.
0: I think he's behind them. Yeah. All right. Well, he also has a bye. Um Okay, I think that's that's about it. I was hoping that Devin Singleton or that um, I was hoping that uh, Dalton Schultz would not have a good game, so I could have justified saying what I said on starters. Yeah, forgetting him. Yeah. All right, Detroit thirty-one and Chicago twenty-six.
3: His touchdown was funny, by the way. Schultz, did you catch his touchdown? No, he caught it. He caught it, (laughs) but like he slid into
2: the end zone. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i that's caught great. it i caught it that was great um you should just ignore the last two weeks for Cole commit and keep starting them yes the longer the pause before somebody says something i feel like the better job that
0: oh I yeah 100 yeah that's what you know
2: <laughs> sometimes i feel like i answer too soon so i don't want to be the first one to answer.
0: <laughs> i'm always trying to be the last one here just so you know
1: the audience appreciates that too um yes
0: they do It's an interesting question. I mean, Justin Fields threw for 169 yards in this game, and he rushed for 104. The last two games we saw him play, he threw for 335 yards against Denver when they were the worst in the world, and then 282 against Washington. So that's my hesitation with both him and even, to a degree, DJ Moore. If Justin Fields is throwing for like 170 yards a game or something... Then you're not going to have a reliable DJ Moore, in my opinion, even though I know he was today. And you're cer- certainly not going to have a reliable Cole Komet. But um, so, no, Heath, I, I would not, I do not believe it that I'm just going to forget about it and keep starting him, especially when we actually do have tight ends we like.
2: Like Samuel Peru. Well, I mean,
1: yeah. What, what what tight ends do we like <laughs> that much more than Cole Komet? How many?
0: Oh, I would say I could name at least 10.
1: Okay, go ahead. All
0: right. Be here quick. We go. Be quick. Kelsey. Oh, I was about to say Andrews. <laughs> uh, Kelsey, Laporta, Hawkinson, Kincaid.
1: Laporta La- 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 was great today?
0: No, but I would much rather have him than, than uh, Cole Komet. Uh, okay. I would trust. I would start Njoku over him most weeks. Uh, in full PPR, I'm still going to start Ingram. You might disagree with me on that. That's fine. I'll start Dalton Schultz over him. Um, I will start... Kittle? Jake Ferguson over him. I will start Logan Thomas over him. I will start... Ooh,
1: Thomas, really?
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, not necessarily. I'll play the matchups. I'll call them even. I'll start George Kittle over him, and I'll start Trey McBride over him. And I would say not everyone in that list every week. So... Taysom? No.
3: He's roster-worthy. He's not a slam-dunk must-start. it
0: will be in the discussion every week. It'll be fun. We'll have to talk about him. Uh, do you think you guys buying into a big finish for DJ Moore or would you try to sell high if you still could sell seven catches, 96 yards and a touchdown?
3: No, I want that guy on my team.
1: I, I I do think if you could find a way just because he had a bad game and they both have bye weeks, if you could turn DJ Moore and maybe something into Stephon Diggs, I'd be
0: doing that. Sure. That's interesting. Yeah. But short of that, or
3: if your trade deadline's pass, I think you should feel confident starting DJ Moore. Does anybody still have sure. trade deadlines
1: that have not passed yet? Yeah, I think there's I a few. few that
3: still do. Our dynasty Yolo
2: league. is this week.
3: Yep, and then the 22 team league, I think it goes into December. Actually, it's crazy. And but the
2: Burger Dynasty League is like January.
3: Go back and look <laughs> at Fields didn't have a great game throwing like 15 plus yards downfield, but his touchdown to DJ Moore was an on the money throw and. It, I saw it in June. We saw it in the game against Washington. Saw it in the game against Denver. Like He's got this connection with them. There's going to be high volume every single week. I, and it's an upgrade from Tyson Bajan. I'm starting DJ Moore.
1: They also were playing with a lead the majority of this game. And I think that had to do with Justin Fields passing numbers.
0: Sure, maybe. Yeah, they had the ball for like 40 minutes. All right. Uh, you mentioned the Big Burger Dynasty League. I just want everyone to know that I am currently losing to one of the tanking teams.
1: No, Dan's beating you. Yeah, They're Dan excellent. started Josh excellent.
0: Allen and Jaden Reed and Luke Schoonmaker. I am down one point with Alexander Madison left to go. I need one more, two more points from Alexander. No, just 1. Oh, Madison 1. looks great
1: tonight. You're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: get in the end zone and don't fumble. All right, next game, next game. Oh, uh, sorry. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, are they ahead of, both of them ahead of Josh Jacobs' rest of season?
3: Yes, I think they got to be. Seems like it. How about that late touchdown for people that started yeah. David Montgomery?
2: Because
3: it was not a great game for him until then. And then he really, he, he had a great fourth quarter that put him over the top.
0: All right, Dallas 33, Carolina 10.
2: Frank Reich fixed Adam Thiel, and he's a top 12 wide receiver rest of season.
3: I don't believe that he's a top 12 wide receiver rest of season. I believe that he is a top 24-ish wide receiver rest of season.
2: So there's still some room to possibly buy from someone like Dave if you can do that and you believe it.
3: Sure, but we're talking about a player that nobody wants to buy. And the people who have him won't sell him unless they get like a a ransom for him. He was really, really good. There were two weeks where it was bad. This week he bounces back with a 15 PPR point game. It's it's there's nobody that's like, oh, I gotta get
2: Adam, but Thiel. but it's it's a it's a pretty easy, um, equation. Like he was over twelve to fifteen fantasy points every single week when Reich calls plays.
3: Sure, and he, sure, he was sure, terrible
2: when yeah. Reich wasn't calling plays.
3: But this isn't about like like it's great. I, I can buy into him again as a start, as a wide receiver two in full PPR. But the, the the idea of trading Adam Thielen is going to be very hard to do. We've been talking about this for months.
1: <laughs> I, I'd be looking to buy, but I'd be looking to buy as part of a package. I don't know if I'd be looking to do a one-for-one for, one
3: for Adam Thielen. Yeah, <laughs> that might just have to be the only way you can get him as part of a package.
0: How are we feeling about Tony Pollard? Pollard with, oh, again, 12 carries. That's is a fear. Oh, my
1: God. I hate myself. I absolutely hate myself. Why? What would you do? Because I did a, a FanDuel lineup tonight, and I had a choice of uh, Josh Oliver and Johnny Mund, and I chose Josh Oliver like an idiot.
0: And <laughs> Munds just got the touchdown?
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: Great play there, Uh Dobbs. All right, Let's try to stop talking about this game. I'm sorry. It's actually really bad for the listeners. Um, Anyway, Tony Pollard, 12 carries, 61 yards and a touchdown, and four catches for 19 yards, and a really impressive touchdown. But obviously, wasn't far from having another bad game if he didn't have a, you know, kind of unlikely touchdown there. Uh. Touchdown there. Thoughts on Pollard? Rest of season. Are we going to start him next week against Washington?
1: Yeah, of course. Do you see what Saquon Barkley just did to that defense? Do you think he's going to be in your top twelve? Uh, very close to it. I mean, look, we just lost Ken Walker and Aaron Jones. I think he's better than Charbonnet and and
3: and AJ Dillon. Yeah, Charbonnet don't forget about close. A. Chan. We might have lost him too. Yeah, so all you
0: know, those replacement running backs are going to be playing on Thursday and Friday. If if there's no
1: chance, in. Aaron Jones is playing Thursday. There's a slight okay. chance maybe Ken Walker if the oblique injury is not bad, but I doubt it. That That's he's what I'm
0: playing.
2: saying. No, they all, did not seem optimistic.
0: All those start sit decisions that people are going to have to make on Charbonnet, on AJ Dillon, on well, not Mostert, but they're somebody's
2: always- going to ruin somebody's Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah. All right. Green Bay twenty-three, Los Angeles twenty.
2: Um, I've been trying to think of the right way. The Chargers' run defense isn't that bad anymore. Their pass defense is atrocious. This is the believe know, it or not. A week ago, their so run defense believe it or
3: not start your quarterbacks and receivers against the Chargers. Basically, so anybody. Yeah. A week a week ago, their run defense was pretty atrocious. So I don't think anything yeah. they do defensively is
0: good. Well,
1: they just lost Bosa.
0: that was that was a anomaly though. They actually had a very good run defense this year. Losing Bosa can't help. But le- who did they play last week? The Ravens. The Lions. Oh, the ran Lions ran through right. them. The, Li- right. that was, the Lions. That was an anomaly for their run defense.
1: Oh, okay. But I mean, it's not like the Packers' run offense has been that great. I don't <laughs> you know. So.
0: Well, let's talk about something. I don't even know why. I guess there's not really much to talk about here. Are there any Eckler concerns after this dud?
1: No. But uh, no. I mean, just to the point of their running off the run defense, I mean, Gus Edwards is going to probably score two touchdowns next week against them.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. How do you feel about AJ Dillon getting this role with with Jones likely to miss some time?
1: He's been he was better as the backup than he was as the starter. When and Aaron Joshua Jones Kelly. came back, Dillon started running much better. Now, I I was a little surprised because when Jones was still in the game, he had three catches Dillon did. Yeah. early in the game. And then I think he finished with four? Yep, Um if I'm not mistaken.
0: Correct. He did. So, Correct. You know,
1: the uh there's 20 touch potential here. And I think that's what you look at and you say, okay, it's hard to overlook 20 touches because he will work in the passing game. He will get the opportunities to carry the ball. I don't think they're a good run offense at all. So um, who'd they get next week? They have the Lions. That's brutal. So flex at best. Like Charbonnet is much better than him, in my opinion. Um
0: but Charbonnet gets the Niners.
1: Yeah, Charbonnet gets the Niners. I, I don't care. I'd rather have Charbonnet as a pass catcher and what okay. he does against a tough defense as opposed to Dylan maybe catching the ball with that offense. Like, give me Charbonnet.
3: Yeah. Dylan's just never been really efficient. Even, like, the one thing he's supposed to do is crush for touchdowns. We have seen that before. Uh, it's no guarantee he's going to do that against Detroit. Okay. But workload. He'll have, he'll have a workload. I might be interested in him
2: just because he could get 15 touches on Thanksgiving.
0: Miami 20, Las Vegas 13.
2: Jalen Waddle is a questionable start next week against the Jets. Agreed believe it nobody on a buy and he's up and he's down and he's up and he's down
3: i feel like he he gets opportunities when the run game can't get going and so one of the reasons the reason why i didn't like him this week was because Chan was coming back and i just thought that they'd be able to run and then Chan got hurt and i thought oh well this is gonna do it now waddle's gonna have a big week and he was close to having some big plays but I don't know, man. Like, I clearly the number two t- option in the passing game. There's some weeks where he's number three or number four. It's weird. And if they can run the football, they're not going to throw to him as much.
0: Would you guys rather have Tank Dell or Jalen Waddle rest of season and in Dynasty?
3: Yeah. Rest of season, I'll take Dell.
1: Dynasty also. I mean, you're talking about he's, yeah. I'm assuming. A year or two younger, not more.
2: I don't think so. Uh Dell's already twenty-four.
1: Okay. So age doesn't matter there. Forget that. Um, but you're tying yourself to Stroud. It's the same as you know, tying yourself to Tua, essentially. And he's the second option where Dell might be the best receiver for the Texans for the next couple of years.
2: I will take Dell rest of season. I will still have Waddle a little higher. Um, I mean, we might be might not be that much longer before Waddle's the number one wide receiver on his team.
0: Uh, Cleveland 13. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else from this game. I think we'll
2: do it's a great question. That. Though. That's exactly exactly how I felt when I was looking for, believe it or not. Like, uh,
0: honestly, I, I mean, from what I saw, it just didn't look like Tua was very sharp today. He threw an interception. He threw another ball that really should have been intercepted. Just a mm-hmm. bad pass. Tyreek Hill made Tua's numbers look a lot better. Uh, Much
3: usually how it goes. Just
0: kind <laughs> of an off day, I thought, for him. Cleveland 13, Pittsburgh 10. Kind of an off day for oh. Kenny Pickett, too, just a little.
2: <laughs> I thought this was the game where you were just going to say, no, there's nothing else we need to talk about at this game. You just- talked about Warren. Good. No, it's amazing
1: that the under over under was 32 and they hit the under. <laughs> Crushed it.
2: Well, I think
0: there's a lot here. I mean, what do you, like, give me a believe it or not on the, on the uh, running backs for the Browns. We haven't talked about them. They split evenly, and this time it was Jerome Ford getting the goal line touchdown.
2: Yeah, I just – I think – okay, so believe it or not, you're starting Jerome Ford without thinking about it next week. Denver. Denver? Of course. Both guys are in play. Yeah. Yeah, I think you start – I think Ford's a start. I think Ford's going to be a start unless it's just a terrible matchup because he still had five targets. So, I mean, if he's going to have 10 to 15 carries and four to six targets every week, we don't have enough running backs to sit that guy.
3: It's Denver. It's the Rams, Jaguars, Bears, Texans, Jets in week 17.
2: Maybe you sit him in week 17, but –
3: I don't know. If he's rolling and he's still healthy and all that, you're going to probably start him in your fantasy championship. He played 51% of the snaps, dominated third downs, five of six snaps inside the 10. You guys already talked about how he was in in the short yardage goal line situation. That's how he got his touchdown. He had uh, 28 yards in the first quarter, three yards the rest of the game. That part's not so great. I think he only had four carries the rest of the game.
0: Yeah, they were using Kareem Hunt on their game-winning drive. So we're talking about Jerome Ford. And I got to say it. I kind of felt like you you all underrated Jerome Ford a few weeks ago, and now I feel like you're way overrating him. I, I just I have no faith no, in I, anyone on this offense. Anyone, right?
2: How now. many running backs do you have faith in?
0: More, I, I don't know, fifteen. Can you name the twenty running backs
1: you have faith in? Like you named the ten times. Um, I I think I'm I'm closer to Heath in terms of what his opportunity is. You know I. I know their offensive line has certainly not been the same strength that it was. And clearly the quarterback is not the same strength that it was, but you still got to like the fact that that they're committed to running the ball. I know Kareem hunt steals most goal line opportunities, at least he did prior to this week, but I do think that he's the preferred pass catcher. And prior to this game, he had been in a lot of their fourth quarter scenarios, whether it was comeback efforts or trying to kill the clock. So I think they still prefer him as the important running back, you know, however you want to frame it. Um, so, is he a slam dunk top 15 guy? No. Is he 20 to 28 most weeks? So number two running back flex. I think that's where he'll live.
0: Yeah. All right. Tennessee and Jacksonville. Jacksonville wins 34 to 14. We had Justin Simmons catch a touchdown today. Uh, but what Jeffrey, do we have? Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons catch a touchdown today. Who is Justin Simmons?
1: You were looking at Justin Jefferson on the screen.
0: <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. Um, anyway,
3: Justin Simmons is a safety for the Broncos. Uh, that's true. I was Jeffrey looking at Simmons him. Simmons is a man and a half for Tennessee. Why would they run that play in a blowout game?
2: Have some fun. Yeah, exactly. Fun. What do we got, Heath? Uh, Derrick Henry is still going to have a strong finish to the season. Carolina, Indianapolis, Miami, Houston, Seattle, Houston. Still going to be a top fifteen running back rest of season.
3: <laughs> I don't think I can believe it.
1: I of, think I'll take him this week and then punt.
0: <laughs> well, I kind of pinpointed that the deal with him is when they lose, he gets f- fifteen or fewer carries, and usually it's more like the thirteen he got. He had ten today. Sorry. When they win, he gets twenty-two or more carries. I don't. They suck. <laughs> so They're really bad. He's gonna struggle. Like Levis is just not. I, I was hopeful that Levis could sort of elevate the team and give him better gra- uh, game scripts.
1: I made a big trade for Levis this morning.
0: Oh yeah, what was it?
1: Uh, In the 22-team league Dave referenced, I traded Daryl Henderson for Will Levis. (laughs) I need a backup backup quarterback for week 13.
3: You you might have traded for Ryan Tan. I don't care. I just need like six points. You need somebody who's going to get your points. Don't don't give me zero. So part of the problem for the Titans is that they had the ball for 23 and a half minutes, and they ran 38 offensive plays. No. Usually a team runs 60 offensive plays.
0: That's not a lot of plays. (laughs)
3: It's really bad. I mean, Henry only had 10 carries. Levis only threw 17 passes. Oh, wow. The 10 carries
2: doesn't sound near as bad when you run 38 offensive plays. That's right,
3: right, right. So he had not quite a third of their plays, a quarter of their plays. Who are you more
0: optimistic about, Henry or Hopkins, rest of season?
2: Henry.
3: Henry,
1: based on that schedule. I just wonder, like, do they let him have the – we're going to give him his moments because he's probably not coming back as a member of the Titans. Or is it we're gonna maybe try and see if we have another option here in Tajay Spears and give him more work moving forward? Like what's the mindset of the Titans? All
0: right, guys, let's go to the Giants and the Commanders, the worst win of the year. Giants 31, Washington 19.
3: Who who wants Drake May or Caleb Williams anyway? Best You've got per- Daniel Jones. You've got Daniel Jones. Everything is great.
2: Believe it or not, this was the best performance by a Giants quarterback this season.
0: You know, look, can you just not do a trolling one and do one that actually helps people?
2: <laughs> I think that helped everyone. Everyone enjoyed it. Uh, no, I know, believe it or on. not, uh, Brian Robinson is a must-start running back rest of the season. Believe it.
3: Well, not in week 14. I don't know, Heath. I don't know. I, I believe it because I think he's going to be the main back. But it's Dallas next week. It's Miami after that. That's going to be a, a potential blowout. Antonio Gibson may be done with that stone injury. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, he's he's probably like, who would you rather have rest of the season, Robinson or Ford? i kind of lean, lean toward Robinson.
0: I don't think that's uh, shocking. All right. Let me just pump the brakes a little you. bit here because this was a guy who, going into this week, had three top 12 finishes all season. And a big part of that was – Antonio Gibson. So Gibson didn't play today, and, and he led the team in receiving. He had a ton of receiving yards. But if Gibson's back, and he goes back to being a— he barely ever cracks more than 10 carries. He did today. But, you know, it, I, I just want to say that. He was a, a top-five running back overall going into this week. I think he was more like 12th per game. But he had three top-12 finishes all season. He had a nice game today, obviously. But, but you
1: could still be must-start and not be top-12. Right, that's the whole point. He is he top twenty four.
0: Yes, but then then what are we doing here? Like obviously Brian Robinson done. or Tony Pollard.
1: Pollard. If Gibson's out, yeah, Robinson. If Gibson's yep. in, I'll take Pollard. But I, look, we don't know. I mean, you know, he's had toe, ankle, foot problems a lot in his career. Gibson has, yes. and if he misses significant time, you see the upside of what this guy could be. It's back to back weeks with his role in the passing game has been phenomenal,
3: and you know how much they throw the ball. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they dial this up a lot. His schedule's a bear, though. Not just the games that I mentioned, I thought but his like. schedule is a commander. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Jets in week 16, 49ers in Fantasy Championship week 17.
0: Next it game, please. Next game, please. How about San Francisco 27, Tampa Bay 14?
2: Debo Samuel is just a number three wide receiver rest of the season. Uh this
1: week, yes, because there's nobody on a bye. Moving forward depends on the week, but yes, he's not a he's not a must start receiver.
2: Is he now the? Because it seemed like it was Kittle before was the guy who was kind of the loser when everybody was healthy. Is Debo the new loser when everyone's healthy? I could buy that.
0: Don't you feel like it's just going to be? We could be talking about a completely different player in this scenario next week. You know, it's kind of well. A I of coin. think when
1: certain certain situations like this, they almost are just week to week, right? And so. um in, in the case of Debo, like he's got a rushing touchdown last week. Clearly, Baron Ayuk is a better option in the passing game. And Kittle has moved past him as a better option in the passing game. So, uh, yes, I would say he's a number three receiver moving
0: forward. Yeah, To me, the big difference and why I didn't love Ayuk coming into the year, I, I changed my mind after the preseason, but uh, uh, Purdy could not throw the ball downfield, and he has improved so much. He's, dare I say, a good downfield passer now? And it's really benefiting Ayuk and Kittle.
1: It's um, it's pretty amazing. Like when you watch the, I'll I'll pare it down a little bit. The Kyle Shanahan tree, like the plays that they run in Houston, the plays that they run in Miami, the plays that they run in San Francisco. Just how guys are so wide
3: open. I know Los Angeles with the Rams.
1: It's it's amazing just how they just scheme things up and just get these guys in space and make it so easy for their quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh,
0: Chris Godwin or Debo Samuel. Rest of season. Debo.
1: Uh, I'll, take I'll take Godwin PPR. All
0: right. Jets at Bills. Gabe Davis is
3: droppable. Believe it.
0: Well, I, I think was Philadelphia next week.
3: Yeah, it's a tough one to drop him. <laughs> on. Go, go ahead. He can be on your bench. Wait a, a
0: second. Wait a second. From- what are we doing here? Gabe Davis is droppable, in Magic 8 Ball. Yes or no? Positively.
1: <laughs> oh, there it is. There the it A-ball is. ball
0: absolutely hates Gabe Davis. Never. No, ever... it doesn't
1: hate it. It's right on.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, it's appropriately. Like, he did not get a target in this game, which is not a surprise. We talked about it all week. He just never started against the Jets.
1: He also, I know it was more of a headline than it was the actual quote, but he was defending Ken Dorsey. And probably that's not a good thing when you have a new offensive coordinator <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, here's the plays. Davis looking uh, no, nothing. <laughs> Again, since what? the
0: elbow injury, he's just not throwing downfield.
1: But we had the Tampa Bay game, though.
3: Don't forget the Tampa Bay game. Tampa Bay game was
1: amazing. And what did and Gabe Davis do? He had he the must sh-
0: have, No, but like, but Gabe Davis had the lowest eight out of his career, or something like the fifth lowest right. eight out of his career.
3: You would think that that would be the thing that would spark creativity from the Bills coaching staff. Okay, this is how we can use Gabe Davis, or they could say. We can use him on short routes sometimes and use him on deep routes. He can be a shot play guy and a guy that could be fairly reliable on second and middle, third and middle. And you know what happened over the prior two games? He wasn't very reliable. And I think that this is really telling that after two duds, a new brain trust comes in to call plays, and he doesn't even get a target. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much he played. Did he play he's, every snap? I'll look it up. Would you – be advising people to be
1: selling Josh Allen and Dynasty with the idea of Gabe Davis is probably gone as a free agent and Stephon Diggs is most likely going to force his way out of Buffalo if he's not out of Buffalo already.
2: I think it makes sense if you can still get the same if, if he's not been downgraded for the last few weeks. If somebody like if somebody's still viewing him right on par with Hertz and Patrick Mahomes, then yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense.
1: Like the the to me, the Joe Burrow manager who was in contention. Right and if the Josh Allen manager is not like that's an easy move
3: to try and make. Gabe right. Davis led the receivers on the Bills in snaps played yeah. cuz he blocked.
0: Yeah. And go very good day for James Cook and we we might see a different type of offense from them. We know they want to run the ball more and it's two straight games where they really committed to it. And Cook uh maybe he'll start paying off. He had a receiving touchdown. All right, Los Angeles right. last game here. The Rams 17 and the Seahawks 16.
2: You should sit all Seahawks wide receivers if Drew, Drew Locke starts on Thanksgiving.
0: Believe you think it. he's going to
2: start?
3: Well, if he
0: does. Yeah, I kind of do. I mean, I, let's call it 50 50 now. They said after uh, P. Carroll said after the game he doesn't know if Gina will be ready. And I, I don't know what you guys thought. I didn't think he looked. I thought he looked a little funky on that last drive. Not the Metcalf throw. That was good.
1: But, he had two great throws.
0: Look like some looked a little. It doesn't matter. What Matters is what Pete Carroll said. The elbow's an issue. Don't know if he's going to be ready by Thursday. And I am not even thinking about starting them if I can.
2: If My, I can, might be one of those things too, where it was easier. I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of times with ankles, it's easy. You can finish the game, and then afterwards, it's worse. But right. we'll see what he's like tomorrow. I guess.
0: Well, how do you feel about that?
2: I would not want to start any wide receivers against the Forty ers with Drew Lock throwing the football.
0: Correct.
1: Although he had a nice throw to JSN that JSN didn't even look at,
0: mm-hmm. well, he should have looked. That was wrong of him. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, okay. I have a question for you. Do you think? And by the way, they really changed things up with the running backs. It was Freeman? It was all Freeman until they were trailing late, and then it was Henderson basically. But uh, do you think Kyron Williams comes back to his role, or do you think Royce Freeman or Daryl Henderson cut into it a little bit? He comes
3: back to 80% of his
2: role. Yeah, that sounds good.
3: 80% of the role that he had because he was basically playing like 80% of the snaps. So now he's going to play
2: 65, 64,
3: 65%. 65, 35. Who's the other back? Mix and match. Both of them. That'll be fun.
2: I mean, it just depends. If they want to play Kyron on on passing downs, and I think Freeman's probably the guy you would want to have taking rushes away.
3: Freeman had all the high value, almost all the high value touches. Six of nine snaps inside the five. Henderson is the one that scored the short yardage touchdown, though.
0: I think that was, you know, they were playing from behind. They were keeping that personnel on the field. But maybe not, because it was after a penalty. But uh, I have two thoughts to end the show. One, if Cup is out, that is good for Kyron Williams. His targets were way up before Cup came back. And two, when Royce Freeman basically took over for Daryl Henderson, I thought to myself, wow, what a win for YPC. The Yards Per Carry group, we deserve this. Because the Yards Per Carry people, we knew it should have been Royce Freeman all along. He should not have been playing second fiddle to Daryl Henderson for three weeks. He's been a better rusher, and he was rewarded for it. YPC for life. That is how we will end it here. We'll also end it with Gamer Eric saying, love the haircut, Dave. Me too. Dave looked ridiculous last week. All right, thank you guys for watching. We're back tomorrow with Beyond the Box Score. Have a good one. See you later.